Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him and saying, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? And Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and the great commandment, and the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Think of it, all the law and all the prophets hang on these two commandments. I want to give you the scripture text again so you can memorize it. It's Matthew 22 and 37, 38, 39, and 40. And it's no mistake that Jesus made. He did it deliberately. He listed the heart first. To love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and all thy soul and all thy strength. You know, here in Syracuse, as you enter the city on I-690, there's a huge billboard announcing that Syracuse is the heart of New York State. And I believe it is. It's the heart of New York State. And President Roosevelt, Franklin Roosevelt and Eleanor Roosevelt, were associated worldwide with central New York. And Bernard Baruch, who was one of the great philosophers and advisors to six presidents and one of the most brilliant Jewish leaders in the country and a friend to me, once was asked by Eleanor Roosevelt, said, if my head says one thing and my heart another, which should I follow? And Bernard Baruch said to Mrs. Roosevelt, follow your heart. You see, your heart is the center of your life. You know, if you think about your heart, your physical heart, it beats 100,000 strokes every 24 hours. It contracts 4,000 times an hour. Our blood weighs about 25 pounds, and all of it passes through the heart every four minutes. In Proverbs 23, 7, the scripture says, As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And the heart is used throughout the Bible, considered far more than a bodily organ. It's the seat of our emotions. As boys, I remember we used to write initials on trees or on the side of uh, some barn, our girlfriend's name, and a picture of the heart. Valentine's Day is a day for sweethearts, as a, and the symbol is a heart. When we become frightened or excited, we put our hands over our hearts. It's the center of our emotions. When we salute the flag, like we did the other day at the Rotary Club, when they were saluting the flag or singing the Star Spangled Banner, we put our hands over our hearts. Or saying some of the great patriotic things, we put our hands over our hearts. The heart is also the seat of decisive action. The Bible says the fool hath said, not in his mind, but in his heart, there is no God. And the scripture says in Proverbs 4, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. The heart is the seat of belief as well as the basis of doubt. Christ said, for out of the heart proceed evil thoughts and murders and adulteries and fornications and thefts and false witnesses and blasphemies. But you have something wrong with your heart and I have something wrong with my heart. Our hearts are diseased by a disease that the Bible calls sin. You see, the, Bible, the heart is also the seat of life. The Bible says your heart 
will live forever. Think of it. Your body is going to die and go to the grave, but your heart, your soul, your spirit will live forever. A thousand years from tonight, it'll still be alive. When God looks at man, he doesn't look at the color of his skin, the kind of clothes he wears, or his social position. The Bible says out of the heart of a black person or an oriental person or a white man or woman, out of the heart are the issues of life. And no physician on earth can tell one from the other. We're all alike in the sight of God. The Bible says man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks upon the heart. And in the scriptures, the heart is considered the symbol of the entire person. When Stephen of Colonna fell into the hands of his assailants and they asked him in derision, where now is your fortress? Stephen placed his hand over his heart and said, here is my fortress. Helen Keller, who was blind and deaf and dumb, wrote, the best and most wonderful things in the world cannot be seen or touched, but are just felt in the heart. You see, the heart has come to stand for the center of the moral, spiritual, and intellectual life of a person. It's the seat of a person's conscience and life, and extremely important. And the question I want to ask you tonight is this, is your heart right? Is your heart right? Is it right with God? Because if it's not right with God, your sins are not forgiven. You're not going to heaven when you die. Our hearts have to be right. I do not ask about your outward life. I don't ask about your intellectual life or your financial status or your social life. I'm asking about your heart. What about your heart? Dig deep into your heart tonight in your thinking. How are you toward God? Are you right with God? The Bible says, prepare to meet thy God. And before you can prepare to meet God, your heart has to be right. And your heart has to be touched by the Holy Spirit. Now, what does the Bible teach about the heart? The Bible teaches that our hearts are sinful. They're sinful. Mine is, yours is, we're born with it from Adam and Eve. It's passed on from generation to generation. And the Bible says, first of all, that our hearts are full of evil imaginations. Proverbs 6, 18, a heart that deviseth wicked imaginations. What do you imagine? What are your fantasies? What do you fantasize about? And then secondly, the Bible says, the heart is desperately wicked and deceitful. Jeremiah 17, 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? That's your heart. That's what the Bible thinks of your heart. That's what God thinks about your heart and my heart. The Bible says the heart is far from God in Matthew 15. This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. How many of us go to church and sing? How many of us go to church and listen to the clergyman? How many of us outwardly live a fairly good life, but our heart is far from God? We don't have that experience with Christ in which he's in our hearts all day long and we think about him and pray to him and he's close to us. But he should be. And we're not bearing in our bodies and lives the fruit of the Spirit which is love and joy and peace and gentleness, faithfulness. And then 
The Bible says our hearts are treasury of evil. Mark 7, Jesus said, For within, out of the heart, proceed evil thoughts. Evil thoughts come from the heart. Adulteries. You might commit adultery with your body, but it starts in the heart and in the mind. And fornications and murders and thefts and covetousness and wickedness and deceit, lasciviousness and evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness, all these things, the Bible, Jesus said, come from the heart. So the most important thing in the world for you tonight is to be sure that your heart is right with God and that you have been forgiven of all those things.